0: Allen. Hi, Rebecca, it's so nice to be here. So nice to have you on the Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant show. I was so honored to be your coach and I just saw you go through so much growth and I was watching your Instagram and like looking at pictures of you when you were a fitness competitor and like totally sick shape and then watching you like this is all through your Instagram, you know, get bigger and bigger, have the baby and now you're nine months out of your pregnancy and you're back in fighting shape. So I thought, wow, this would be so cool to have you on my show because there's so many young moms out there or just maybe people out there who have a weight loss goal or a fitness goal and they have no idea how to do it. And since you've literally done it in the last nine months, I think you have a lot to share today. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and share my journey. It's definitely been a transformational journey, that's for sure. So I'm excited to share.
0: That is so awesome. Let me tell my listeners about you. So Ashley Allen is a certified personal trainer. She is a certified pre- and postnatal fitness coach. And she is a certified nutrition specialist. She is passionate about helping moms overcome obstacles and define and reach their personal fitness goals. And then you're also, it also said in your bio that you're an IFBB fitness professional. So, what does that stand for and what does that mean to the listeners that might not know that?
1: Yeah, so IFBB stands for the International Federation of Bodybuilding. It is the most respected and well-known bodybuilding organization. To be an IFBB fitness professional, that means that you had to compete as an amateur and win and earn your title as pro. And as pro, you compete against the best of the best. Everyone, it's very elite Um, and that is what I Did before I was pregnant and I will do in the future
0: Uh, Right now. I
1: am just enjoying being mom
0: That is so awesome. So you're so is this a a fitness Competition or a bodybuilding competition that you did?
1: Yeah, that's a great question So the division I do is called fitness. It is basically a hybrid of bodybuilding and gymnastics. So I do have to go on stage and pose in a bikini and have my physique in tip-top shape. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I have to perform a routine that is choreographed with dance, gymnastics elements. Um, It's it's really a dynamic routine and we're judged on that as well. So it is really a fun division. So I do jumps and flips and everything like that. So it's really athletic and I love it.
0: I had no idea there was even a competition out mm-hmm. there that compi- that combine fitness physique with gymnastics. So mm-hmm. that is quite the athletic feat. Wow! I, were you a young gymnast growing up?
1: Yeah, I did gymnastics until I was in about eighth grade, and then I wanted to be a little more social, so I joined. I did competitive cheer through high school. And I loved that. And then I just kept up with my skill. And I started doing that in my early 20s. So yeah.
0: So what are your biggest tricks? I mean, I don't even know what they're called moves, guns, like, what are they called? Like, what are your best? uh,
1: I love doing like, um, backflips. I mean, pretty much everything like that. Um, Love it wow, humbling everything. Yeah.
0: So you could just from like a dead start, even right now without training for just like do a backflip, like in your living room. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I could. Yep.
0: (laughs) Wow. That, that is quite a level of athleticism. I love it. So what, when was your first time getting into fitness or athletics? Like how young were you when you started your love of exercise?
1: so i my mom put me in dance when i was like two um two or your mom so, your mom yeah our- but she's great yeah um so mm-hmm. she put me in gym dance when i was really young and then um we moved to minnesota and i didn't do anything there and then when we moved back here she put me in dance again but when i was in like third grade i just couldn't it, it like i wanted to do cartwheels in dance class mm-hmm. So my mom put me in gymnastics and I just excelled in gymnastics. I loved it. I did really well. I caught on the skill really easily. And then um, after years in gymnastics, I wanted to do competitive cheer. So I did competitive cheer all throughout high school and I loved it. And then um, going to college, I didn't do cheer in college because where I went, I didn't have it at the time. Where'd you go? I went to ASU, Arizona State University, okay. but um, for some reason, they did away with the program the year I entered. So instead, I started working out at the gym, and actually, I've had a gym membership since I was 12 years old. Uh, yeah. My mom and I, okay. my, mom, my mom would take me to the YMCA, and we would go workouts and everything. Awesome. So I've had a gym membership forever. But I would say in college, I really started to learn a lot more about it, and then just got consistent with it too. So
0: you've always worked out and it's always been part of your
1: life. Was there ever a time
0: in your life when you were just like, I don't feel like it. Like maybe when you were pregnant, you didn't feel like going to the gym. You just kind of like got out of the routine. Did that ever happen to you or have, has it been an important part of your life the whole time?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say I've had a bumpy road with it and Um, It really was in my early 20s and like my college years, we would, my friends and I would go one day, we would do like spin and then yoga and like it was just like crazy all intense at once and then we would go, I would go like a week without working out. So there wasn't a lot of consistency there, but I was like, oh, I'm working out so hard, why am I not seeing results? It was because I wasn't consistent and I was going way too hard. Um, when I was training I, a, a double spin class, like that's just crazy, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And I didn't have the confidence yet to go into a weight room and with a bunch of men and go pick up a bunch of dumbbells. Like I just wasn't comfortable with that yet. So I, it, it took me a while to where I was and then eventually it gave the confidence, the consistency, and I was able to finally get the results that I was looking for
0: that is awesome so yeah people i think they're called weekend warriors right people yeah. who like, work out for eight hours on the weekend and they're like why am i not in shape i work out so hard but i think consistency is one of the most important aspects of yeah. lifestyle diet fitness so speaking of diet it is a four-letter word i don't like to diet you learn that in my coaching program it's all about making healthy choices but I'm sure to get to the level of physique, where you competed, you had to be on a super stringent diet. So tell us about your typical day of eating when you were training to be a fitness competitor.
1: So when you're training at an elite level, at any, in any sports, diet is going to be the most important thing. You don't see professional athletes, most professional athletes, you don't see them downing milkshakes and eating french fries, they're going to eat to fuel their bodies, and that's exactly how it was when I was training for my shows. Um, yeah. Very, very regimented. Um, I'm not going to say I didn't have any uh, uh, cheat meals or anything. So I did, um, and they're very cheat meals. When you're training for shows, are very, very important to program in because it allows your body to really absorb all those extra nutrients and calories to power you through. And when you're dieting for a show, I don't want people to think it's like a diet. I actually ate more when I was competing for shows than I do now because you have to fuel your body and fuel and feed your muscle in order for it to grow. So it was how uh,
0: calories. How many calories would you consume in a day, and what would what would you actually eat while you were training? Like we're talking so, everything from supplements to protein shakes. Like just yeah. give me your daily regimen.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, training at that level, you train a lot. So I was training two to three, sometimes four hours a day. Calorie wise, some days it could have gotten up to twenty five hundred to three thousand calories, and I was super lean. I mean. Just shredded, and I was eating that amount of um, wow. calories. And who is
0: why, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if yeah. you're listening to this and you think that calorie restriction is how you're going to get in the best shape of your life, I have a a nutritionist and a certified specialist and bodybuilding fitness competition saying that she was the leanest and the most shredded in her life while she was consuming the most calories, but of course that that's also because you're working out two to four hours a day. So it's also like a combination, but go on. So let's talk about what you ate first thing in the morning.
1: Yeah. So I always like to. I keep when I'm on that. When I'm in that mindset of training for a show for me, I, the simpler, the better. So for breakfast, I just would have like eggs, oatmeal. And then for lunch, I'd have like chicken breast and rice and veggies. And kind of the same thing, Um, I am personally not a fan of supplementation, too much supplementation because people can over supplement. I think the best form of nutrition is going to be real whole foods. However, like if someone's having a hard time getting protein in, protein shakes, but I never really loved protein shakes while I was show prepping because it just wasn't very satisfying. Um, So I would always just try to eat my food as much as I could.
0: Did you ever like, were you ever like, oh my God, I'm too full. I can't eat another bite, but I have to eat more to train.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like some days uh, I did carb cycling, so I would have high carb days and low carb days. And sometimes uh, you're just like, oh, another bite of food. But I mean, come on, like. Who doesn't want another bite of food?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a positive problem. So I, I came up with this uh, way to remember diet and fitness called H&M, not the store H&M, but hydration, nutrition, and movement. And I know you're really good about hydration because we talked about that in my coaching program. So let's talk about um, when you're training for a competition or just in general, how much water are you drinking a day?
1: Ooh. So first, all of my shows that ended up being like in the summertime and I live in Arizona and it gets hundred, sometimes 120 here and it's super dry. So when I was prepping for shows, I mean, I would definitely get in two gallons of water a day and I would carry those jugs around with me. Um, those gallon jugs? Yeah, gallon jugs. And I would have two of those a day, like for sure. Um, because it's just so hot here, and when you're working out and training, you need more water, anyways. So, I would drink a lot of water, and I still do not that much, but I still drink a lot of water.
0: That is awesome. I think that's an important way to bounce back into shape faster is to drink a lot of water, too.
1: Oh, it totally is. I mean, our bodies are pretty much made of water, and if you're dealing with bloating, digestive issues crank up that water and just see what happens. And I think a lot of people associate drinking water with like retaining water weight. That's the opposite. If you're not drinking enough water, your body is going to hang on to all the water it can. So you're going to get that water weight. Mm, Very, very
0: interesting. So what is your diet like? What was it like during pregnancy versus what it's like now? Did you have like any crazy, crazy cravings? Like, I want pickles and chocolate, or like, <laughs> right from McDonald's. Like, tell us about what you ate during your pregnancy.
1: Yeah, so um, I mean, just after competing for four years, my hmm. diet during pregnancy, I wasn't as regimented. I, I regimented. I couldn't meal prep if I. During that first trimester, if I would have cooked, I did not eat at my house once. I had to eat out every meal. I couldn't stand the smell of anything. It was the craziest thing. Um, Wait a second. So, you
0: couldn't stand the smell of anything in your own anything. house. You no, I couldn't, for
1: I couldn't. Every meal. Cook. <laughs> yeah, I literally went out to Whole Foods like three times a day. Wow. Um, but I, I was survival mode, and I just, if I didn't want to eat something, I couldn't eat it. So. I had to get rid of that meal prepping, so that sucked. But um, yeah, I just really listened to my body during pregnancy. I didn't have any cravings for bad foods. I had a food aversion to a lot of protein, so protein was hard to get in. I had a food aversion to sugar. Sugar made me feel sick, so I couldn't eat any, anything sugary. That's good. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. Um, I craved a lot of fruit, and I drank a lot of um, like fresh pressed juice, like from a juice place down the street. So I ate really, really well during pregnancy, and I just listened to my body. I wasn't like forcing myself to drink this green juice or anything. I loved it, and it, it made me feel so good. So I just kept doing it. And I think a lot of women focus on you know that weight gain during pregnancy, and I think if they just focus more on nourishing their bodies and their baby in their body, I think they would just feel so much better not have an anxiety about weight gain.
0: Was it, did it create any anxiety because you're so used to having such a toned body when you saw your body changing and getting bigger and bigger. And of course you need a layer of fat to insulate the, bo- the baby. Right. So what was yeah. that like as far as dealing with body image issues?
1: So at first it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was hard looking in the mirror. And after, you know, seeing myself super lean for so long, looking in the mirror to see the abs disappear, the definition disappear. It, it, it was hard at first. And then around 15 weeks, I had this like epiphany. Like, why am I so worried about this right now? I have, my body is literally growing a baby. It's a short term. It's not permanent when she comes out i can work my ass off and get my body ripped again like it, this is so temporary stop worrying about it so literally from 15 weeks and on i didn't care not that i didn't yeah. care if my body gained weight or whatever but i just i detached from that emotion and, and detached from working, looking a certain way and yeah i had a great pregnancy
0: and I met you when you were pregnant at the Yeah, summer. yeah. That's our last summer, and I thought yeah. you looked absolutely spectacular. You were Aww, glowing.
1: Oh, thank you. you. Really God, that was a year ago. <laughs> no, I've known
0: you for a year. This is so awesome. So it's funny because you had confidence knowing that even if you gained a ton of weight during pregnancy, you knew so much about nutrition and fitness that you know how to get rid of it. Yeah. So a lot of moms, I don't think have that confidence. And I think what they do is they just eat whatever they want during pregnancy because they know they're nourishing a baby and they give in to all other cravings and they're like, well, this is like for nine months, I'm allowed to look heavy. And then they're having a hard time losing the weight. So do you think that if you would have eaten whatever you wanted during pregnancy and gained more weight, like more fat that didn't have to do with nourishing your baby, that it would have been harder to drop it, the weight? Oh,
1: absolutely. I do think I had a, not an easier time, but um, I guess easier time dropping the baby weight and getting my muscle back on because I took such good care of my body during pregnancy. And I feel like, there is this like culture around pregnancy that's just like a free pass yeah whatever you want go through the drive-through you're gonna get this is a time to get fat and it's like yeah. those are the women who are struggling afterwards they're stressed out about the weight gain and it's because they are treating their bodies like a garbage can there during their pregnancy was it should be the complete opposite like you should ignore it and in my opinion Nourishing your body, getting the nutrients to the baby, and not shoveling down ice cream and um, fast food. I mean, I'm not shaming anyone, but right, of course I, so. I just, to, to have an easier recovery from pregnancy and healthier recovery, it would make more sense to eat healthier while you're pregnant as much as you can. And of course, enjoy treats and stuff in moderation. Um, but I, yeah, just, taking better care of the bodies would just help so much afterwards.
0: Yes. And is it true that some women can just, it's their metabolism or their genetics, they can just drop the baby weight easily. And then some women, it, it can take like years to drop the baby weight. Is that true? Or is it just based on their choices before, during, and after pregnancy? Cause I've seen women that their body shape completely changes like forever. And then I see other women like you, and you're like back to fighting foreman, you know, six months. So what is the difference in your opinion?
1: I I mean, I don't have any hard research uh, on me right now, but I do. I do feel like genetics play a key role in how we recover. Um, I mean, if you look at your mother or your grandmother and how they recovered from pregnancy, it might be different, but it's also hard too because a lot of factors uh, play a key role like um, Did they work out while they were pregnant? Did they work out before they were pregnant? What was their lifestyle like before? I think all of that plays a key role in uh, recovery from pregnancy. And let's say your mom had a bad recovery from pregnancy and your grandma had a bad recovery from pregnancy. That doesn't mean you're going to. That just means that you should put in some extra effort, Um, eat better, move a little bit more so that you can have a better chance of having a better recovery.
0: So how far into your pregnancy did you work out and how many times a week were you working out while you were pregnant?
1: So I was committed to working out until, um, like my due date and I worked out until my due date, but my workout changed over time. I mean, at first it was kind of just my normal routine. I had to modify a little bit because I struggled with fatigue in the beginning so I modified it a lot, um, but I was active, my gosh, like five days a week during pregnancy. Wow. I'm not one to just sit on the couch. So just sitting on the couch, my back hurt so bad. So I had to like always be moving, um, but I would lift like four days a week and it was, I know not every day was perfect. Some days I just had the mindset of, you know, just go do something anything just continue to move I wanted to keep up that exercise habits um, so that way I would keep up with the habit after she came so um, yeah I just kept up with it and towards the end a lot of it was body weights and I still have videos of myself when I was like 37 38 weeks pushing the sled so I, I really went all the way up
0: that's incredible I just yeah. really admire your dedication to fitness it's it's why you're like the top one percent of one percent of humans because you're so dedicated and no not everybody who's listening wants to be a fitness professional or a bodybuilder or even have like a bikini you know ready body they just want to feel energy and they want to feel healthy and they don't want to feel aches and fatigue and they just want to feel good so what kind of um, diet advice or exercise advice would you tell someone who maybe they haven't worked out in years, maybe they haven't been watching what they would eat, what they're eating, and they're inspired by your wonderful example, what would you tell them about their fitness and diet about how to just start shifting their lifestyle?
1: So when it comes to exercise, I feel like a lot of people do things they don't like, that they don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting started, I would recommend starting with something that you like. If you like mountain biking, go mountain biking. If you enjoy yoga, stick with your yoga. And then once you're good with your yoga, then you can start branching out into areas like weightlifting or a fitness class or something. If you like doing Orange Theory Fitness, do your Orange Theory Fitness. But then if you want to get more specific then you can start weight training or resistance training so find something you enjoy if you like your body pump class keep doing a body pump class keep it so simple until you've mastered that habit and then you can start adding in other factors so that is my that is my advice for starting with fitness and then also if you don't know how to work the weight room and you want to really learn hire a trainer. It is a, it's, a, and it's an investment and a financial investment, but that's how I learned. And that's how most people learn is by working with a trainer and you gain that confidence in the gym so that you can go do it on your own. It's an investment, but I think it's a lifelong investment. So that is something that'd be great for fitness. And then for nutrition, again, start with the basics. Instead of doing a whole overhaul of your kitchen start with one thing maybe it's add in an extra serving of vegetables a day maybe it's having an extra cup of water um maybe it's not using a whole jar of peanut butter on your toast like whatever (laughs) it is that used to be me whatever it is start so small and then build those small habits build that foundation and then just build on top of it
0: like small wins build they win after win and celebrate your wins, guys. Like, if you yes. had an extra cup of water a day, like, reward yourself. Do something nice for yourself. Buy something on Amazon. Buy, like, I, I know that online shopping is my weakness and my addiction, but sometimes hey. if you're getting back into working out, buying yourself, like, a cute pair of leggings is motivating and it's a reward. Like, if I work out every day this week or five days a week or three days a week, whatever your goal is. I'm going to get myself a cute pair of leggings on Amazon or, you know, if I do yoga every day this week, I'm going to get myself two cute little yoga blocks or whatever. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, spending needless money. It can be something little, but just reward yourself like you did when you were a little kid, because we all wanted those gold stars on our report card when we were little kids. Mm -hmm. So find a way to reward yourself. So I love what you're saying about, just change little things. So what is what is your diet now versus what it was like during pregnancy versus what it was like when you were um, training to be a professional fitness competitor? Like, What is a typical day in your
1: life now of what you eat? Yeah. So the past nine months, so I have nine months postpartum. So uh, initially I did nurse So, for about five and a half months. So my only goal then was is- just to keep up my milk supply, and so I just kind of ate. I listened to my body. I developed that skill of listening to your body, which was great. So That's I just listened show. to my body. That is you know cool. what? Talk it about really is.
0: Because when people eat, when people are emotional eaters, which a lot of mm-hmm. people are emotional eaters, they're eating because they don't want to feel whatever emotions are coming up. And I know there's a lot of emotions happening in this era that we're in. It's a very intense time period. They lose the feeling of I'm full I'm satisfied mm-hmm. they, they don't hear that voice anymore so it's just mm-hmm. when you said that just to have the intuitive voice of this tastes good I'm full that is such a gift a lot of people when they're emotional eaters don't have that gift so if you need help with that you know both Ashley and I are here to offer support and coaching to get to get that voice back. But yeah, go ahead. So listening to your intuitive voice.
1: Yeah. And I just like establishing this trust that I, I, again, this is goes with intuitive eating. If you trust yourself enough to eat the food that you have or that you enjoy, you're not going to, they're not going to make you fat. Right. So I used to have this fear of overeating, but then I would end up overeating or I would go get frozen yogurt for no reason and like, I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd feel guilty and it's cause I didn't trust myself enough to actually enjoy the food. So it's, it's just amazing. This trust I've established, but anyway, so I have just been eating, um, as my body wants. Um, I try to really prioritize the protein intake cause that's going to be really important with building lean body mass or muscle. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I really try to keep track of how much protein I am bringing in um, because that's important to me. And when I was nursing, I was focused on a protein, but also getting enough dietary good, healthy fats in. So right now, I'm just eating, you know, three meals a day, maybe a shake if I want one, or a snack or something. But just keeping it really, really simple because I'm super busy owning a business and then also having a baby. So. I just need to keep my nutrition as simple as possible. And I try to limit going out to eat because that just adds up add unnecessary ca- unnecessary calories. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm just super happy with it. It's funny because
0: I have never been a cook and because of the whole COVID pandemic, I have learned how to cook at home. And just through cooking at home, I've lost weight because when you go yeah. to a restaurant, you don't know what are the ingredients. I've never been one of those people, like who's like, okay, how many you know tablespoons of fat? How many? Like, I, to me, that's so obnoxious. Some people do that, so I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'll have this. So I just eat it, right? Because that's what you do in a restaurant. But when you're at home, you know every single ingredient and how much. So I totally agree when you go out to eat. You really don't know how many calories and what it exactly is you're eating. So I think eating at home is actually a really good thing. And so a lot of people are ordering postmates and ordering food to be delivered at home, but that's the same thing. You really don't know what's yeah. in it. So yeah. what tell us what you eat in a typical day, like meal by meal. You said you're you're trying to watch your protein. So what do you yeah eating, like these days? So
1: for breakfast every single day, if I don't have this, my day just feels weird. I have Greek plain, Greek yogurt, just plain. Okay. It's a high protein source with peanut butter toast. And that is like my breakfast. I have it every single day. And like I said, if I don't have it, I feel super weird. So is it gluten-free um, toast or just what No, toast? I just do. I like the Dave's killer bread. Yes. Um, yeah. Or Ezekiel, just depends on where I go. So you know the story um, behind Dave's, right? He was yeah, like, I an do. inmate,
0: and so yeah. all the money that people spend on the bread, like what is the cause? It like helps, helps uh, people in prison or
1: something? I think, it doesn't it help employ um, ex-convicts or something? I think it's a long ago, but I think I there was a cause. Don't quote me, but I think it has something to do with that. I listened to a <laughs> podcast about it a while ago. <laughs>
0: awesome so when you're eating Dave's killer bread you're helping employ ex convicts and I think don't quote me (laughs) we're not quoting it we're just guessing but we know it has some good cause and something to do with prison so okay yeah What's your next meal after the sweet yogurt and the
1: Um, And then I have lunch and I usually do Trader Joe's has these really good high protein veggie patties that my husband and I like a lot. They have like 28 grams of pea protein in it. So that's been my jam lately. We'll have to check this Um, out. I'm
0: a huge Trader Joe's fan.
1: Yeah, I am obsessed with Trader Joe's. That's like the only place we go. (laughs) Wow,
0: awesome. Yeah,
1: so I'll do that with some fresh vegetables. I love jasmine rice, so we'll usually do that. So you Um, eat white rice? Yeah, white rice. I prefer white rice. Uh, Brown rice has an enzyme in it that makes me feel bloated. Mm. Um, And I didn't realize that for the longest time, and I was eating all this brown rice, and I was so bloated. And I guess some people, there's an enzyme in it that some people just can't digest and I'm one of those people. So I like, I've always preferred the white rice. I get enough fiber elsewhere in my diet. So, um, I choose white rice. Okay. So
0: the lunch is a Trader Joe's veggie burger with some vegetables and white rice on the side. Okay. And then dinner.
1: And then dinner. We usually do, um, I've been making poke bowls lately again from Trader Joe's. They have this like smoked ahi tuna and i just do a ton of like fresh vegetables i they have this really great like um seaweed type sauce or uh, a seasoning that goes on it with a bunch of fresh vegetables i'll do lentils and that is dinner and it tastes fantastic so that's what i love
0: with more white rice with dinner the poke bowl i usually do lentils oh instead and oh my god trader joe's has this lentil salad and the salad section is that what you use it's like a
1: pre-made no oh are you talking about the steamed lentils yeah that come in like a box yeah that's what i use i don't i don't make them i use i buy them pre pre (laughs) pre-made yeah so they're already seasoned and
0: ready to go and you just put them with the pokey so i'm excited to try the pokey it's our is that what is it called at trader joe's what's the pokey called
1: So it's, um, I'll go get it. Hang on.
0: (laughs) Show her. Yeah. Listener. She's going to actually show us what she eats because she does not look like she's ever given birth. You can check out her Instagram. We'll give you her Instagram in a second. So that's why I'm like, okay, whatever she's eating, I'm eating. Okay, go ahead.
1: Okay. So Trader Joe's, I feel like I'm doing an ad for Trader Joe's. You are. We should be (laughs) sponsored,
0: you know, Trader Joe's, come on, give us some money.
1: So I I like this one. This is the ahi tuna. Okay, cool. Um, this one's good. And then this the ahi tuna is wild caught, so if you nice. care about that, nice. Um, and then they have smoked salmon, which is seasoned with their everything, but the bagel oh, seasoning. Yeah. Um, this is farm. This is farm raised, but if you care about that, um, yes. but it's really good. I just like cut up it cut it up and. Put it in a bowl and it's fantastic. You put it with the lentils and some vegetables. The lentils and a, I do a ton of vegetables. So like carrots, peas, beans, cucumbers, just load it all in. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for
0: sharing. Do you want to put it back in the freezer so it doesn't go bad? Or yeah. You-
1: yeah. I'll be right back. Hang <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> Not that our podcast is going to go that much longer, but since you did take it out of the freezer... So if you're listening to this podcast, it is also on YouTube. So you can see what she's eating from Trader Joe's. (laughs) So one more thing about your clients, when they lose motivation, when they get burned out. So one of the things that I'm focusing on helping my clients with and the theme of this show is how to go from feeling burned out in life to balance, beautiful and abundant. So when clients are experiencing burnout, like, Oh, I just, I don't, I'm hitting a plateau. I just don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like eating healthy and they're like hitting a wall. How
1: do you coach them through that burnout? Yeah. So that, that feeling of that you just described, it becomes anxiety for a lot of people and a lot of people get gym anxiety. They'll pull away. So I totally get that. And it happens to everyone, yeah. including myself. So what I typically do with a client, if they're feeling that way, I pull them back to the basics on everything. We go back to the basics with training, nutrition, focusing more on what we can do and not what we should do, if that makes sense. Um, And then we just get back down to remembering what that why is. Defining that why why you're doing something is going to be the most important thing if you don't have a why you're going to quit mm. you have to have a why whether it's you know why are you training is it to lower your cholesterol so you don't die <laughs> is it like literally like yeah. if the doctor tells you to lower your cholesterol you're at risk for death yes so and
0: diabetes is, and heart disease and diabetes high, high risk
1: yeah so literally, like, if that's your why, then that's you, you have to remember, why are you doing this? To stay alive. Yeah. Is it to be healthy for your kids so you can keep up with your kids or your grandkids, You know, whatever it is. And usually, once people start to remember that, why, why they get back, why they're sticking with it, why they're doing it, why they show up day after day after day after day, that's how they find, refine, and reignite that motivation. I love that. So. It's all about your why. I think why
0: is more important than how, because people can get so overwhelmed with the how. Well, how am I going to get back in shape? And how am I going to find time to work out? And how am I going to have time to like be a mom and work a job and get in shape? And <laughs> the hows are so debilitating that it makes you like feel like, I don't even want to try. But if you, t- if you think about your why and all the reasons why you want to do it, to live longer, to feel good, to feel happy, to feel comfortable in my clothes, to be a better mom, to be a better grandparent, whatever it is, to be able to enjoy myself on vacation and not just hang out in the hotel, whatever it is. Your why is everything. So I think we're going to close on that point. That is such a great point. Oh, one more question. I have to ask you, what, do you still allow yourself cheat days and what, is your, what are some of your favorite cheat foods to eat?
1: So when I am prepping for a show, depending on how my programming is, I usually have like once a week and I call it a treat meal, not a cheat meal. Good. Good. Um, yeah. Cause I just, I don't know. I feel like the word cheat, it's fine, but I feel like you're like being guilty of something. So I like to use the word treat. So when I was prepping for a show, it was my favorite like treat meal. I loved a burger and fries. Like that was it. And a burger and fries is also going to have high protein, healthy fats and unhealthy fats, but so mostly healthy fats and carbohydrates in your body will eat that up. So if you're having a treat meal, remember that it's still good for you long as you don't do it every day, your body's still going to use all those nutrients and, it's, and it tastes great. So that is my favorite treat meal. I like to call it fun food Friday. So on fun yeah, food Friday, I, love I can that. whatever I want. Yeah, I love that. That's great.
0: So real quick, since you did complete my coaching program, can you tell any of the listeners anything about my coaching program? Like what you learned, what you got out of it, what shifted for you.
1: Yeah. So when I took your program, I feel like I was just, in, I'm into this whole transition of life. Like before you have a baby, you can just do whatever you want, when you want. And now I am super grateful that I get to uh, be a mom to Savannah, but I also, I'm a business owner. I am a competitive athlete. So I was having a hard time just finding some clarity in my life. And I feel like those seven weeks I was, um, I really learned a lot about like just, being present and not being all over the place. And one thing I started doing while we were in that seven weeks was I started doing like morning affirmations in a journal like this. Yay. And literally for the past two months, I'll show you I've done them every day Beautiful. for the past like two months. So Rebecca, you should be so proud. Yes, like, And just doing that alone just helped shift my mindset so much instead of like worrying about, you know, what's going to happen to my business with, with coronavirus and like all this other stuff in my life. I was able to like focus more on the good. And it's crazy when I started doing that, you just literally start manifesting this life that you want and you are just so much more in charge and you're the creator of everything in your life. So that really helped me a lot. So thank you, Rebecca. You're welcome. I
0: love the morning ritual practice that that we teach in the seven-week program that I teach you because how you set up your day in the morning is literally going to determine the type of day you have. So I am just so happy that you were able to be one of my proud graduates and that you're still doing the practices that you learn and you're Getting everything you want. I mean, you have a great marriage, a great baby. You're getting back in fitness fighting form. Your business is taking off. It's just so wonderful just to have you in my community of Balanced Beautiful Abundant Women and continue to watch you grow. And thank you so much for being on the show. And I want people to be able to keep in touch with you. So what are your social media handles? How can people find you?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Allen Fit. And then my website is AshleyAllenFit.com. And yeah.
0: Wonderful. And you guys definitely check out her Instagram, it's so inspirational. And are you offering free fitness, nutrition consultations, or anything right now? Do you have anything that you want to offer the listeners?
1: Yeah, if you go to my website, slash contact, um, you can fill out a form and we can do a free 20-minute consultation. Um, you can tell me about what you're currently doing with your workouts or nutrition, and I can offer you some strategies to make it better so, to you, so you can get to your goals. That is wonderful. Well, Ashley, it was
0: so great to have you on the Balanced Beautiful Abundance show. Thank you so much everyone for listening. So this is a privately funded show. Although we should have had Trader Joe sponsor us, we do not have any sponsors. The only way we grow is by friends and family sharing this podcast. So please share, rate, subscribe, review, Get the word out there so more people can experience wonderful experts, and they can learn to be balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on the show. You were awesome, and I can't Thank wait to see you. this next chapter for you and you getting you know back into the fitness competitions and raising your baby as being a fit mom and a business owner. So thanks so much everyone and we had another we have another great guest next week thanks ashley
1: thank you rebecca
0: who says you can't have it all i'm proof that you can you just have to put your life into balance too much of anything money fitness socializing can overtake your life when all seven aspects of your life work in harmony you will achieve the balanced beautiful and abundant life you've always dreamed of Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.